Paul Marion. Indiana Jones. Hello. Use the false Spider friends, go for it! Transform and roll out. And I'll form the head. That's what she said. Don't! Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerd Me Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today we're going to take a look at Wizard, The Guide to Comics, a magazine that came out in 1991. It was all about comic books. All about... Did you have Wizard 1 when it first came out? I think I did. I think you... Yeah, because I remember I think you showed it to me, and it was like more on, like, you know, like almost like newspaperish, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it had a glossy cover. It was a, it was a Spider-Man cover by McFarlane, where he was wearing like a wizard hat and like a wizard robe, um, and the inside was very much like newspaper print almost. Yeah, yeah. It was black and white on the interior, but it, what it was was at first couple issues were about more than anything at being a comic book price guide. Mm-hmm. Like they had articles here and there, but it was more about being a comic book price guide. And I guess what really helped them jump off was their, they had like really great covers by very famous artists at the time. Like we said in McFarlane, Spider-Man cover was the first one. And I think a, a Ghost Rider cover was the second one. I forgot who, who was the big name on him. Was it Mark's, Mark Teixeira maybe was doing? It could have been. He was like probably the big name at the time. Yeah. So I think that was the main selling point for it. And the price guy was good too. Uh, but they had like little articles and stuff in there that were really interesting to read, you know, artists, interviews, writer interviews, kind of like previews of what's coming on. Now, coming do you remember in, in, why you picked up that oh, issue in the first place? I would say probably because of the cover. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a big thing to me. It's not like, oh my gosh, what is this thing? It was probably just there and it came out one day when I was picking up my books that week and uh, I think I just picked it up. Yeah, I didn't hop on board until maybe issue, well, later, maybe issue five, six, seven. I think, I think you probably told me about it. And I, I, you know, back then, you know, we didn't have the internet. So, you know, how would you know about these things instead of, you know, unless you had word of mouth. But yeah, I don't remember this at all. But after that first issue that I got, holy smokes, I was hooked. Yeah, I think it came out September of 91 or the summer. And I think... I think I had just got because remember that was that was right after my freshman year of college. I had stopped collecting because I was like, oh, I'm in college. I need to grow up. Blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> then I met I, you. <laughs> well, there was that. And I think I had gotten. I was buying like maybe two or three books a month at that point, so I kept buying. But I remember hiding them in my desk at school, and it was crazy. But if it came out during the summer, I was probably buying over the summer too. And then yeah, I didn't fully get back into it until we met. And we met. Well, it's funny. We technically met in June. Well, not June, but April of that year, of ninety-one at the at the um, the carnival. At the carnival, but I, yeah. I didn't remember meeting you until you started coming around to the fraternity meetings, and then eventually joining. But yeah, so it, you know, I, I remember I wizard and I like all things. I treated like crap at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they have any value to be honest with you, but it was two fifty, which was kind of expensive because I think books were like a buck and a quarter at the time. Yeah. 
So it was double the price of a comic book. But yeah, I think it was just a cool McFarlane cover. It was an easy read. Like the comic book price guide was the the price guide came out once a year. Right. It was um, like this big, thick, like phone book sized book. Uh, book. But yeah, I don't think I ever bought one of those because I, I didn't collect them to, to, for resale or anything. But Wizard was really easy to use, and you know, because it came out monthly, you know, you could see changes in your in your comics. Which I don't know if that I think I think it's I think Wizard is one of the reasons I, I realized that Amazing Spider-Man two ninety eight, you know, McFarlane's first book was such a huge thing and, and things like that. The price guide helped me. I mean, it helped I think excite me. In the sense that, oh my god, like there's actually value to these books, which I didn't think about. You know, like I would buy comic books just because I just like to read them. And with the price guide in the back of the magazine, it's like, wow, this, this stuff is actually worth stuff. And uh, and I think that that kind of like influenced the push to keep buying more. Or, or maybe like specialty comic books that I probably wouldn't have bought because of it because of the speculation that that they were promoting in the magazine yeah well i think what i liked about wizard was it was um you know before you i never really had someone to talk comic books with i mean i would hang out in the comic book store and talk to people but i never really like made friends that i constantly talk comic books with and wizard was good because it it was interesting it was a magazine i was interested in like i didn't read time i didn't read newsweek i didn't read rolling stone or anything like that but you know, Wizard was was like the perfect magazine for me. It just it had everything in there I was interested in. It really um, came out at the perfect time. You know, like 1991. This is pre-internet, and at that time, I would say magazines was like a big deal. You know, like oh yeah, go to the grocery store. I'd see like Men's Fitness and pick that thing up. You know, if you're going on a flight, you know, you take an airplane flight, you'd bring a magazine with you and stuff. I mean. That's an almost unheard of today. I mean, I may buy a magazine, but nothing to like what I used to buy before, you know. So yeah, I mean, it, I it came I out mean, at a really I, good time. Yeah, I actually subscribed to Wizard. Like I was getting in the mail, and I actually stopped doing it because for some reason it would come like, like the stores would get it a week or two before I get in the mail. So I was like, well, I'm not going to subscribe if I'm at the store. Getting, like, <laughs> right. But yeah. It came at the perfect time in the sense that comic books were starting to really explode because all the big artists were were really hitting on all cylinders this is when mcfarlane got his spider-man title it's when jim lee got his x-men title mm-hmm. it's when rob layfield got the x uh when x-force one came after his work on the new mutants so it was really exploding so there's a lot to write about it and the, the industry was really exciting at the time what what era of comic books do you think the 90s were at or is at? Mm-hmm. are we still in like an mm-hmm. era of comic books you know how like they say the golden age and oh um i think the 90s has like a I don't think it's got a favorable. It's like the brown. I don't know. It's. I don't know. It's. It's not golden or silver or anything like that. It's. I. It's. Yeah. The nineties are not looked back upon with. When you take the nineties from a whole, you talk from nineteen ninety 1990 to nineteen ninety nine. As a whole, it wasn't a good decade. I mean, it destroyed comics that whole decade. Um, right. The early nineties was wonderful. Uh, yeah, you know, I thought the early nineties because that's kind of like when I really started a full throttle get into comic books. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed a lot. Of, I mean, you got the Infinity Gauntlet came out during that time period. You know, there were just a lot of good things I really enjoyed in, in, in comics itself. And at the same time, I think like you and I were at that point where they were, you know, go, going to like special covers and you know specialty well, things. Yeah, yeah, but it was exciting at the time. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I mean, oh, Glow yeah, in the Dark. 
Ghost Rider was sick, and like foil covers Silver Surfer was awesome too. Oh, you know? I remember Punisher War Journal number one by J.R. Jr. John yeah. Romita Jr. Yeah. and had like bullet quote unquote bullet holes. They were just holes punched in the cover. <laughs> it was a <laughs> yeah. cardstock cover, but I was like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, and so I think like like yeah, I, true. If you're looking at the, like the whole decade itself, it, it started strong and ended badly, but. That, that early part, especially when Wizard came along, it, it's like the timing could have been perfect, you know, because... Well, Wizard was part of it, too. Wizard helped create that fervor because there'd True. be a coming suit section and you're like, oh my gosh, there's a special cover coming. Or And let me, I, I just looked it up. The Ghost Rider number two art was by Javier Salteris, not Mark Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think it had like a painted look to it, didn't it? Ghost Rider? Uh, no, it looks... It looks kind of normal. Yeah. I, what's what, what was good about the wizard covers is they always in the beginning they tried to incorporate like the wizard coat and hat onto mm-hmm. the and you know it's just they they abandoned that rather quickly by like issue five or six. What no, what do you I, remember the, the components of wizard that you think? So I'll tell you I'll I'll just get this off my chest right now. Wizard was one of those magazines like it was a monthly thing. But I would go through that darn mag. I mean, I'm talking like every single page. It's like was gold, you know. I would read every little detail. I remember even reading like the table of contents, or or what you know, where they have like Garage Seamus, like present the big cheese, and then yeah. everyone had like a nickname going down there. But what 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 do you recall from the magazine itself that you thought well, like like hey, this is this is more than just a magazine. What what are the things that you remember? in the magazine itself that really stood out to you well like you i read it cover to cover and in the early in the early beginnings of the of the uh magazine it was it was there was a lot of it dedicated to the price guy part and as it got more popular the price guy i guess actually got smaller and smaller <laughs> That's right, you um, did. but they you know they had you're right they were i mean it was a funny magazine too they had um you know, I don't know. I don't remember what the section was called, but they had where the guys, you know, they take pictures of action figures and put word balloons on them, and it was just those were funny. And you know, they had top ten, uh, top ten list for, you know, it could be well besides things like artists and writer and you know, like top ten Avenger storylines, top ten extra storylines, mm-hmm. top ten Wolverine kills. You know, just really really cool lists like that. And you know, they always had a decent interview with the creator. And this is, I'll tell you what, the Wizards, Wizard really, really started giving artists and writers a lot of notice and making them into quote-unquote stars. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. That, no, that's a very, very good point. They would take like, like guys like Jim Lee and they would put them on like the highest pedestal. And they really showcase like who the real creators are where I think when I came on board in comic books, it was more like, okay, well, this is a Marvel book. You know, but I really, I mean, I would be familiar with the names, but I really didn't know who these people really, really were until Wizard came out. Yeah, I never paid attention to writers or or even artists, to be honest with you. If you ask me, you know, it's funny, you know, going through my old collection and posting stuff up on Mom's Basement Collectible. You know, I just posted an issue today uh, that was part of the uh, Avengers Under Siege when Masters of Evil took over the yeah. Avengers Man yeah, back, in, back in 87. Mm-hmm. Until today, you could have said who wrote that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like I didn't know, <laughs> and it's Roger Stern, and I'm as I'm looking back, I'm like Roger Stern wrote a lot of the books that I love. Like uh, my 
like my runs on Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man that I love, mm-hmm. David Michelin. I couldn't oh. tell you that. Wow. You know, when I was him. So I didn't care. Right. I think I wasn't one of those. I mean, a lot of readers are like that. Like they could, they could tell you. And I still couldn't tell you how. Look, I love Mary Jane Watson. And it's because of John Romita. Like I love John Romita's Mary Jane. But mm-hmm. I didn't know that. 10, 15 years later. Uh, and Wizard was the, was the reason because Wizard would show. Well, but Wizard would showcase a lot of the to the the writers and and artists. But you know, Roger Stern never got a big write up that I remember. But Chris Claremont did. But Chris, you know, Chris Claremont was a legend at the time. Yeah, he was that. a known guy. No, but in the nineties, you knew everybody, all the writers, you know, and and we know who to blame for One Day More, and and <laughs> know who to blame for. You know everything that happened to the Avengers before uh, they had to reset them with Heroes Reborn. Right. Um, you know it's just it's it's weird how Wizard gave them notoriety. Notoriety. I said it wrong, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you're a f-ing, mumbling, stuttering little. F-ing. Yeah, and and the articles that they put in there, like you said, the top ten stuff. I I clearly remember reading those magazines, and you would read the magazine, and it promoted. So much fun fan discussion, you know, like, yeah. did we agree upon these things? Like when there was something called, uh, where there were like fan casting movies. Yeah. Casting call. Casting call. Yeah. And I remember it like you and I were like, oh yeah, that was a good pick or like, oh, that's stupid. But I mean, it was that, that little uniqueness that, like you said, you, you said like no, before I mean, you're kind of shy about comic books and the, reading wizard, like opened that up for, I think for a lot of people. Well, I think what Wizard was good at is that they were writing about things we were already talking about. Because, you know, I would talk about, oh, what if they made an X-Men movie? Who would be in it? You know, like, it's something we did. Right. And we totally, you know, we did it growing up. But, you know, we totally aped it in the beginning of of Nerdomy. You know, one of our first episodes of the casting call. Yeah. So, you know, Wizard was writing about the things that we were talking about. And then they were writing about things we didn't even think about to talk about. It would spur us on our conversations, you know. And and it was like they could even do like an, an article on the, on the hottest comic book characters and you wouldn't feel creepy reading it. You know, like, <laughs> you know, the cartoon characters. No, but, you know, other people. I think, think they actually almost did like a whole issue on that. Oh, I'm sure they did like five. They did swimsuit, <laughs> I think they did swimsuit issues. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, Wizard... Wizard just grew and got better as the decade went on. It was weird because now a lot of stuff has come to light, not recently, but since the demise. Let's let's just say right away, it started in September of 1991 and ended in January of 2011. I believe the last cover was a a, a Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern cover. You know, it went 20 years pretty much. And Mm -hmm. you and I stopped reading probably mid-2000s if not a little earlier yeah we've been cleaning my mom's face and i brought all my comic books to my home and i just threw out like all my, all the wizards i had saved for years in my mom's basement because a lot of them got water damage or moldy and stuff like that mm. but also i was like well, what am i going to do with these like this information's old it's on the internet if i need it you know and there's no resale value so i just in terms of space i was like let me get rid of them <laughs> Uh, but I did flip through them, and there was some nostalgia there. But they they did they had regular. I read the letters, man. I never I, I never read comic book letters, you know, like at the end of a comic book. But oh, I yeah. would read the letters in Wizard. Yeah. But yeah. there because there was always some something good to read about. 
Yeah, there is just a lot of good content. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, without Wizard Comics, I don't know if I would be familiar with like other publishers, to be honest with you, like, like Dark Horse. I mean, you would hear about them, but like if because at the time I was a Marvel zombie, I think I was really heavily invested in the Marvel Universe. And if not for you, I probably wouldn't really know much about the DC Universe. But beyond that, if I didn't know about, like, Wizard, I wouldn't know about Dark Horse. I wouldn't know about Valiant Comics, you know, Malibu Comics. I wouldn't have no idea these things existed without Wizard because, you know, before I would go to the comic book store, okay, where's the Marvel section? And that's, I just, you know, like, <laughs> focused on that and nothing else because that was my universe. And and having Wizard just it, it totally blew things open for me in regards to oh dude what's this publisher coming out here you know what is this thing so it was nice that they had that you know it really it's it, it's it was a fan magazine written by fans for the fans and it, it, it just hits such a chord with me you know yeah but you know and and they they started the um the conventions because we went to a couple ah, yeah. of world was world east which was in philly and i think they were based out of new york weren't they congers does that sound right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It does sound right. Yeah. That's that was up by you, sort of, White Plains area. Mm. Um, so anyway, so I remember, and it's funny you bring this up about the exposure to other comic book companies, because as I was looking, you know, I sent you a link that had a, uh, all. I don't know if it's all their covers, but a majority of their covers. It was most, yeah. Yeah, and I realized there was not one cross gen cover. You're kidding. And this sparked no, and it sparked the memory in my head. I remember speaking because remember, CrossGen had a huge presence at one of the conventions we went to uh, in like O two. Very huge, very very, very yeah, huge. Like they, were, they were giving away trade paperbacks. Their artists were giving, were doing sketches, and their artists for were free? very well known artists. Yeah, for free. They were very well known artists from um, who made their bones at Marvel and DC. But like CrossGen was able to lure. Well, I don't want to get too much into the history of it, but. Basically, they, they they gave them, like, real jobs. Like, they had hours, they had health benefits, they had a salary, and that was just appealing to these guys. And um, I, I, I remember one of the artists telling me, because I was like, you know, I never, you, you know, or I said something like, you need to draw a wizard cover or something like that, mm -hmm. where I never see, I never see articles about cross-gen and wizard, and, or, or, or even advertisements. And the guy said to me, I can't remember which artist it was, but he said to me, because that's because CrossGen refuses to pay Wizard to promote them. I go, what do you mean? He goes, no. He goes, DC, Marvel, they pay Wizard to write articles about their their comics. Or to, mm. I was like, really? And he goes, yeah. And sometimes they'll even threaten not to, you know, let them, not let their artists draw their covers or or, or let their writers interview with them if they don't do certain things. Wow. I was like, wow. Wow. Like, that's DC. shady. That is very shady. Um, <laughs> And he said CrossGen refuses to do it. Like the, the owner or whatever CrossGen said, I'm not going to do that. So, yeah, so they were, and I and I think that definitely hurt CrossGen because, and I don't want to get too much into this, but I loved CrossGen. Yeah. Like, they had some of the best writers and artists at the time, and they just could not gain any footing. They couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was really sad when CrossGen was folding. Really. Yeah. I mean, I was really bummed. I mean, there were several books I was following from them, and I think they... They even went from like monthly publications to like these mini trade paperbacks, and I bought all those, you know, because I really loved it. But wow, that's you know, I, I went through that website. You're absolutely correct. I could not find one cross gen cover at all. And I'll tell you this too. I think 
image succeeded because of Wizard. Oh, yeah. Because you're looking at... So you're looking at McFarlane... In, in issue number one in 1991, they're talking about um, McFarlane's Spider-Man comic coming out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. By issue 12, a year later, more or less, it's the cover is Wildcats, Jim Lee's Wildcats. Right. So within that year, image is coming out. So from issue 12, one, two, three... That's Valiant 3, 4, 5. That, between 12 and 24, they had about six, what you call covers? Six image covers. Wow. Yeah. That's if you lot. go to 27, they had seven. Yeah, it is. So, you know, they're a big, re- and Spawn 29, yeah. So they had a big, um, they had a big, um, I think they had a, there were a reason that Image succeeded so well. And look, when Image first started, the writing was atrocious. It was all about the art, for sure. It, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the writing was art. I mean, can you even name? I mean, I can name all the first couple of uh, titles, but how many of them really made an impact? You know, is Jim Lee Wildcats really that big a deal? No. Youngblood. Can you name anybody on Youngblood? <laughs> um Spawn was definitely the, the most, you know, popular or more, most memorable image book, I would imagine. Which one? Spawn. Yeah, Spawn. And then that, that, that's, that's it. You're right. Every other every other thing that, like, Wetworks disappeared. Uh, Dude, I well, Savage read, Dragon, I, read I think, was his, probably the second most popular. What was that? Yeah. I read Wetworks for as long as he came out because Ross is Filipino and I wanted to support the dude. I couldn't tell you one character's name. I couldn't tell you what the story was about. <laughs> Um, I, you know, as I'm going through my comics, I came across what works. I was first of all shocked I owned so many. I, was like, <laughs> I, I have no recollection of reading these, or I couldn't tell you what what works was about. Um, yeah, what else was there? Uh, yeah, there was, but I think Wizard pumped the crap out of Image. Loved, I mean, their top ten artists were traditionally, you know, Image artists. You know, five of them at least. So, are, are you saying that? maybe image comics so they're paying for basically promoting their stuff and they probably paid a price to have their property on the cover of the magazine well i would think i don't know i mean i don't this is all speculation but maybe image as a fledging company didn't have that kind of money so maybe they traded art for coverage like oh we'll do you know Dude, you get Jim Lee to draw you a kick butt image cover. Are you going to take no, that? No, 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 dude. I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I think Wizard became a magazine of like ad space. You know, hey, you want oh, the yeah. cover? This is a price for a cover. You know, and. Yeah, there's a reason, there's a reason the price guy kept shrinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Hmm. Because it became about less. Than, even DC doesn't get a lot of love on Wizard. I mean, Batman's on the cover of number four, and then the next DC. Holy curses, what is the next DC? So these Batman's on number four. I'm up to twenty three. It hasn't been a DC cover yet. Oh wait. Well twenty four. Are you going by that website? Because they're not yeah. they're not putting every single like it skips. Okay. Yeah, it goes well, from issue like it just skips five to six, seven. Yeah, it skips seven, it skipped eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, so 
All right, so I might be wrong. <laughs> but I, I still don't think there are a lot of... Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's face it, Image definitely was a, a high percentage of, like, the artwork and the stories in... And Marvel, was, yeah. But, I mean, I mean, it's easy to say that, but you also got to admit, too, we were experiencing the the birth of Image comics, right? you know? And so, I mean, I, I, I get it, you know? I mean, it was a big thing. It was a big thing to have, like, all of Marvel's... Was Were, were any DC artists that... No, it was all mostly Marvel, right? That, that, no, that no, all, the they were all DC. I mean, they were all Marvel. They were all Marvel. Yeah, so you got the top. I mean, you're talking the elite artists from Marvel Comics jumping ship to form a new company. I mean, I mean that is a big deal, you know? Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, so I, mean, I, yeah, I, I the, can see why. But the why. thing is this. The quality is, you know. But that's the thing. You, there's no negative. There's nothing negative in Wizard. There's never. You'll never see an article in Wizard about how crappy the writing was in those beginning image books. Right. No, that's true. No. <laughs> or even the art. I mean, Layfield. I don't know. I guess he's an acquired taste. I never liked Rob Layfield's art. It's an acquired taste. I mean, yeah. there's something about okay. The, the Layfield's art to me is love hate. I love because you can feel like the action in it. Yeah, his proportions are just so mind boggling. You know, right. like I mean, things there's, just there's don't make any sense. There, Layfield is like Layfield art to me is like a. I don't know. I can't find that right. I don't want to be insulted. So anyway. Oh, okay. Why do you think? Why do you think? He, I mean, we we everyone yeah, knows he's about not... Layfield art that I like too, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is either because yeah. he was super. You know what? Me because he was a young guy. Remember he did that, the button fly fifty one fifty gene commercials. I thought, I thought he came off like a jerk in those things. I don't like that. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm looking at his art. And I'm like, you know. There's something about this. There is something. I think about may, it. maybe at that age you didn't care about the pouches. You didn't care about he couldn't draw feet. You, you didn't care that his. I mean, I mean, there's that famous Captain America where his chest is just ridiculous. <laughs> you know, but yeah. I don't know. I don't, there was just something about that. The, it I was mean, quirky. You know, even even McFarland. I look at old Spider-Man's and his Mary Jane is awful. I think. Um, yes. And their his faces, all his faces are the same, McFarland. But I think we're digressing. Um, <laughs> anyway, so an image kind of helped usher in the next generation, Michael Turner, J. Scott Campbell, um, you know, those type of guys. And I think Wiz Wizard was good for those guys because it gave them exposure. Mm -hmm. You know, those, those guys that maybe didn't make their bones on a, on a, on a big title or, or something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's. It, it was definitely helpful because if you're reading like a book like, for example, Amazing Spider-Man, you would have like the artist and the writer pretty consistent for like months or if not maybe years. And so you wouldn't really see a whole variety of like writers, writers, geez, writers and artists uh, versus like like other publishers. You know, you're, you're picking up, oh, Jim Lee, there's a Jim Lee book and this is a writer on this one. You know, you'd be, you're more exposed to different kind of people in the industry which i don't think i would have really thought about before wizard comics it was just a it was a nice gateway to being exposed to so many things at once without having to buy every single comic book you know so oh yeah it definitely was i mean like i said i mean i bought wizard for a long time yeah um and they got so huge remember and then they came out with what toy fair yeah yeah f-a-r-e Toy Fair, and that definitely helped. I, I think Again, it. I think it helped exposure, but I think it also killed them at the same time. Uh, help 
killed a wizard or yeah because they started ma- they started having like specialty magazines like toy fair inquest i think they had like an anime one too yeah and it almost was like well a little too much it, it was a little, they, they saturated themselves well there was that and, and they were taking very famous or very not famous very popular sections of wizard and giving them their own co- comic book i mean their own magazine so right you know, so Wizard itself really didn't talk about toys because they wanted you to buy Toy Fair. Yeah. You know, the, the Toy Fair Theater or whatever moved over. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, Toy same Fair thing with Theater. The, not, that I, <laughs> not that I cared about the cards, but um, I never bought the cards comics uh, magazine, but Inquest, but or the anime, but I did buy Toy Fair. Oh, I love Toy Fair. Um, so did I. And, and look, that sparked, you know, that's the height of the of, of the uh, Toy Biz Mm. Marvel figures mm-hmm. of, of Star Wars coming back in like 97 of uh, Marvel, you know, eventually, well, Toy Biz was just the dominating the market on figures. And then remember, even the DC, I was buying like a total justice. Figures. Oh, my I gosh. Had, I totally forgot about those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think I sold most of them. But, um, you know, and, and, and like when Kingdom Come, you know, at DC Essentials, maybe I forgot, I forgot what it was called, but Kingdom Come figures came out. I was buying them by the cases, man. <laughs> uh, I really was. I was. Uh, I was like, I mean, I sold most of that stuff. Oh, I love uh, Toy Fair. Well, I remember bringing my daughter to the comic book shop, and Toy Fair was in a rack, and I bought it, and she loved it. And she's like, "Oh, is is this monthly?" I'm like, "No, no, they, they don't make this anymore." <laughs> you know? But oh, you bought an old one? Yeah, it was it was just on the rack, so I, I bought it for her, and she loved it. And she's like, "Oh, is there another one coming out?" I'm like, "No, they, they stopped making this magazine yeah. already." So Wizard, Wizard definitely had a huge influence on, on our um, culture, our microculture micro of, of comics and toys. It never hit mainstream. Um, I, you know, I'm wondering if Wizard had survived, if they'd be able to ride the wave of like how geek culture is now pop culture. You know what I mean? You know, I, I think with Wizard, to... because they, they made it big with the magazines, I think they missed the boat when it came to like online stuff, you know, because... When the internet came on board, I mean, the the necessity to buy the magazine started to really shrink, like, dramatically because you'd buy Wizard magazine because that was your source of information. But, you know, by the time it came out on Wizard, the, the information was a month late. And I think on AOL, dude, wasn't there, wasn't there like a Wizard World button or, or like a group at one time? I'm sure there was a group. Y- yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was. Yes, it was under comic books, I think. And... Then when the internet really started to explode, I don't think they they made the shift quick enough. They didn't make the transition, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I think that's what hurt them. Well, you have things like Newsrama and Comic Book Resources. I don't know when they came out, but what was the one we used to... Comics Continuum. So they were all... Wizard, yeah, Wizard kind of missed the bus on... Well, you, know, you can't blame Wizard. A lot of magazines are failing now because of that, and they just... Well, or have felt because they don't they didn't know how to make the switch to online and so much stuff is free online that even trying to ask ask people to pay for it they get they like screw you i ain't paying for this oh yeah yeah, yeah. everything you, uh, good uh, well i was gonna say one of the things that was really look wizard made a lot of good decisions in the beginning and at least during the 90s um remember wizard halves was like it? comic books you could send away for oh yes 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 that's true oh my god wizard i halves. forgot about yeah, that I yes so, i have so many wizard halves like, I don't even remember ordering them, but yeah, I got all these wizard tabs. Uh, some they would come with small preview comics, they come with trading cards. They're, they, I mean, they were just really, 
ridiculous that wizard half was like considered like the book before book number one isn't that what it right. was yeah well i don't know if it always took place before number one but i think it was an tried. in between issue in between yeah uh-huh yeah and you know some of those are going for for a pretty decent amount of money and they would have top top people on them top writers top artists yeah you know if if wizard was put out today would you buy it no because i don't really buy comics anymore. <laughs> and again it's like you said it earlier everything that you needed to know it's you just go online and you don't have to pay for anything it's it's there and it's free and it's instant and it's really quick yeah 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 it's shareable so, you know yeah i mean but i mean wizard had at least it went 20 years they had at least a 10 year run because it was still huge when we went to wizard world in 2003 i think we went to two 2002 and three or three and four i think i know we went to two though right two of yeah. them uh, yeah so two yeah both two, silly i yeah. think yeah both yeah because I, I think we want to avoid new york or i don't think you know what i don't think they did a new york show because of new york comic con yeah yeah and then they expand i mean they, i if you go to wizard now it's all wizard world i don't even know if it's the same company but it's all conventions now yeah if you go to the uh, through to the website that's it's just only convention stuff and not anything about like the magazine or its previous history yeah and you know what? I, you know we kind of talked about it briefly but it was a funny magazine there's a lot of funny stuff in that book dude, every that's what i mean dude every nook and cranny every single page of that magazine was gold you know and they made they made like work at wizard like oh man this is like the best place to work to live and breathe comic books and meet yeah, the really creators. So, I mean, you know, Marvel and DC are, are New York City for us, but for some reason, Conjures New York seem closer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think we used to talk about like, oh, we should we should try to write for Wizard or do something for Wizard, but yeah, we got we got lazy. Yeah, like well, else. <laughs> what's good? I good because you know we would have been out of jobs. <laughs> so funny. But it was man at its height. It was awesome, and Absolutely. those those covers were great. And it was just a fun magazine. I, the thing about it is, when you think about, it, did you reread them? I haven't. Re- no, I haven't. No, it, it, it's been a long time since I went through. I, I have in my in my closet over here, but it's under like boxes and boxes. So I think oh. I have a Toy Fair magazine that's pretty close to me because it's it's just fun to reread. Okay. What was, the, what was the big toys in that one? Uh, I don't remember. I know the cover was Mago, Spider-Man, and Hulk. Okay. Was on it. Yeah. It's just it's a, a super entertaining magazine toy fair. That, that I was really bummed that one had to get canceled. I mean, because print is pretty much dead, but toy fair is, is one that could probably still keep going. Yeah. You know, I was thinking if they did a wizard magazine, but not necessarily like, like what's new like the latest news but if they did things like hey this is a story of the history of such and such you know crisis is the history of that like if they did small things like that i think i'd be interested in 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 like reading you know to be up to date and maybe something current storylines or even past storylines and not not really talking about like hey this is what's this is like the new thing in the in like the x-men movie universe you know yeah well if, if the issue is that you know people find out the news online before it can be published 
then don't even make it a magazine about like current events or news. You know, do just make a magazine of those type of stories, like right, yeah, you know, crisis or whatever, or, or yeah. interviews with artists and stuff like that. Exactly. So, I I, th- I mean I mean that's something where like yeah, if I'm gonna take a like a like a flight or I'm at a hotel and I want to pick up a magazine to read, boom, I buy I I buy that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I just you know magazines don't be really. Really <laughs> I know, just just go online. Comics continue and boom, <laughs> you got it. I know, right? <laughs> very easy, very very easy. Yeah, but yeah, I have, I have very good memories of Wizard Comics. It, it's a it's a bummer because you know doing some research on a show, it's really interesting that the majority of the articles is mostly like the rise and fall of Wizard Comics, with the majority of it of the fall. It's kind of a bummer where where people would say, oh, they were this, they were sellouts and stuff. Like, I don't know, man. I mean, it is a business. They were a magazine. They're there to make money, too. And the content mm-hmm. was legit. I was highly entertained when I collected the magazine, you know? So Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not I'm not judging for how they did it, if, if, if all was true. But it, it was disadvantaged the wizard to freeze out CrossGen if that's what they did. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. everybody could have won. Right, because then you would have another, another avenue for articles and interviews. You know what I mean? If, but if a lot did, of the I, websites I, I read, they were almost blaming Wizard for like the fall of comics. And I said, "Well, you can't do that." Marvel, Marvel shot themselves in the foot by making like multiple number one covers of X Men. You know what I mean? DC did it. Like everyone did it. It was just a shame that like they were tying Wizard with. Well, I guess because they're around when it happened, but I don't think it's fair to to solely blame. Well, them. if no, I mean, if if you're gonna say that Wizard was a promotional arm for the comic book industry, then you can blame them because they're promoting. Like I said, they never said a bad thing about it. But if they were true, if it was a true magazine in the sense of like a Time or a Newsweek, there would be articles saying, "Okay, image is pretty, but the writing's crap," hmm. or. No one at Wizard thought that the gimmick co- the covers were like, seriously, guys, get over it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you never had those articles. You always had, oh, it's great, gateful, blah, 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 shiny cover. Uh, who cares? You know? But, but, you know, at the time, maybe it just wasn't something they thought about. I mean, I, I ate it up, you know, like, oh, wow, this, like when X Men number one it came out with, like, what was it five covers? Oh, dude, yeah, I but ate why, it up. Why would we eat it up, though? Because we were reading about it for months in wizard and because oh the build-up you mean yeah the build-up and then because we're we were told that oh uh, you know these are special collectors they'll be worth something look dude i told you i went to a comic book warehouse sale last weekend and after every per after you bought something as like you walked out the door they handed you a copy no lie of x-men number one <laughs> x-men number one awesome and i said gee thanks i could put it with the 30 i already have which is true <laughs> i have 30 copies of x-men number one I'll, I'll take every one. <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you a, a pack of five. Yeah, yes, sir. Absolutely, dude. Kidding? Those are awesome covers. Yeah, but they sold like eighteen million copies. No, maybe, <laughs> maybe ten million copies of it. That okay. has the record. Is it the the highest grossing number one? Yeah, no one will ever beat that because comic is dead. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad, which is unfortunate. Well, but it is it is a dying medium, unfortunately. You know, I, I hate. Listen, I know there are a lot of people out there that still love buying comic books. God bless them. You know, 
but boy, like when I think about like if I go back to reading like what's in comic books today, like in Marvel and stuff, that doesn't interest me. You know, there's something about that just is super. Well, there's nothing nothing familiar. Let's put it that way. So X Men number one, eight point one million. Wow, dude, that's in stakes. That'll never be broken. No. No. I remember this is when they were killing Superman and broke Batman's back and right. Green Lantern, the bad guy. And well, number two was what? Spider Man one, McFarlane, maybe. I'm uh, looking number two. All right, let me see number. Number one, this can't be right. X Men number one, nineteen ninety one. Number two, eight point one million for number one. They're saying number two is Star Wars number one from twenty fifteen, which sold one million, one point seven. Well, one million seventy three thousand. Wait, what? I mean, there's Star Wars. X Men number one from nineteen ninety one, ninety nine, ninety one. Sorry, sold eight million one hundred eighty six thousand five hundred copies. Number two is Star Wars number one from 2015. Which is this Marvel? This looks like it might be Marvel. Nope, nope. There's a DC book on here. Uh, copy sold 1,073,000. Star Wars number one. Wow. I have to look that one up. All right. I have that I, yeah, I don't know if this, this can't be right. This is... Fantastic Four number 60, which was nine cents from 2002. I think I have like five copies of this. Huh. Sold seven hundred fifty-two thousand six hundred ninety-nine. Batman: The Ten Cent Adventure from two thousand two. I have about thirty of these. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make you up a box of all these. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you a box of all these comics. I have like a thousand issues of, and just give you one copy of each. Awesome. Uh, Batman: The Ten Cent Adventure from two thousand two. Number one sold seven hundred two thousand one hundred twenty six. Wow! Free comic book day. How's this on the list? Well, how, yeah, how's it on the list? It's free. Free comic book day edition Ultimate Spider-Man number one, which I'm pretty sure I might have more than one of these. Uh, six hundred thirty one thousand nine hundred ninety. Amazing Spider-Man number one twenty fourteen, which is actually this is impressive. Sold five hundred fifty nine thousand two hundred. I do not have any of these. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how does a free comic book make the list of? I don't know. That's annoying me, too. Huh. Secret Wars number one from 2015. 550,500. Amazing Spider-Man 583, 2009, with Barack Obama on the cover. 530,500. Detective Comics 1000, which came out last year. 526,941. They had like a thousand covers to it, though. That's why. Oh, really? And Action Comics 1000, which came out in 2018. 504,200, which had a bunch of covers too. That's I don't insane. know if this list is accurate. Hmm. Let's try another. Uh, I could have sworn Spidey 1 McFarlane was up there someplace. Yeah, there was multiple. Uh, X and X Force? Yeah, X Force, Force number one? Bunch. Remember they had, the, they had the, the trading card or whatever in it? Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. It was polybagged. Alright, so um, X Men had five covers. It had a a Beast cover, a Colossus cover, a Cyclops cover, a Magneto cover, and then a cover, Collector's Edition, that had all, like a gatefold. The gatefold, of all yeah. Okay. Which do you think sold the most? Uh, Wolverine. 
uh, Wolverine's Which is considered the... Cyclops cover? No. Yeah. No. Oh, really? Well, I'll take this out of the way. The the, the collector's edition sold the most at one point nine million. Wow. So after that one, what do you think sold the most? Wolverine. And, uh, Cyclops. No. Sorry. <laughs> no. You're kidding. Magneto. Uh, Colossus. The, uh, uh, it had four X on it. Colossus, Rogue, Gambit, Psylocke. No so kidding. That, that's a 1.7 million. And then the next one after that was Beast, which had Beast, Storm, Archangel, Jean Grey, and Professor X on it. 1.5. Uh, Cyclops was uh, next to last with Cyclops, Wolverine, and Iceman on it. Hey, wait cover. a minute. Were these number ones released, all released on the same day? I'm thinking maybe <laughs> one book was really like one, it was like one week yeah, was this. The same day. Was it really? Yeah. Huh. Wow. That's a good cover to that Wolverine Cyclops Iceman one. Hell yeah. Magneto was the lowest one at 1.3 million. Huh. Wow. All right. Instead of just making a list, it doesn't tell me what the top 10 is. The best selling comic book of all time. Huh. Interesting. All right. So uh, the wizard died a silent death in 2011. <laughs> Did. It is very silent. And the last this is insult to injury, the last cover was a photo cover of Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. <laughs> what a coincidence. Yeah. Oh man, that was fun. That was fun. I can talk yeah. about Wizard all day. Well, maybe not talk about Wizard all day, but I think I would definitely enjoy like remembering the times of Wizard that we had. That, that it was good times, man. Yeah, did you want did you want some of my wizards? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take. Well, you know what? Those (laughs) things are heavy. (laughs) I'm sure the shipping is going to be expensive. Well, technically, it's media, so it shouldn't be that expensive. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm all over wizard. I I love my wizards. They're fun. Or just the thought of having them is cool too. Uh, Okay, really quick before we end the show, give me your most memorable wizard cover. Oh, you saw them again. Um. <laughs> uh, I like. I mean, memorable. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Jim Lee did the X X Ladies one, so that's pretty cool. Um, I don't think Nightwing ever got a cover. I don't know what that's about. Some bull crap right there. <laughs> that's right. He did. Um, I mean, I just you know what it is because they did it so many different times. They did them. They did like variations on the first cover, like four or five different times. Yeah, I would definitely say I think as Wizard went on, I wasn't too excited about like who was on the cover versus like when it first came out like it was a big deal yeah it started getting like like i wasn't into image at all so every time an image came out, i was like whatever yeah I, I didn't they do multiple covers at one point too wizard uh For, like issues i don't remember that i remember they had there was a there was a special wizard image book like all image i remember that because that was a gatefold cover of like all like the major properties Right. Yeah, so I'm looking at the covers now. 14 had a Jim Lee doing the X-Women, uh, Jean Grey. And it's all, like, their costumes from, like, their early 90s. Jean Grey, Storm. He loves big hair. Psylocke, Rogue, and Jubilee. Let me just do a quick scan here. Actually, Bagley does a good Spider-Man Hobgoblin cover uh, when he shoots that. Which, what number is that one? 20, is it in the 20s? Let me see if I can find it. 26. 26. 
20. Bagley, Bagley, Bagley. I want to say Bagley. I don't know. Oh, yeah, know. that is a good cover. I like Bagley. Like a lot. Yeah, Bagley was really good. Yeah. I, Very underrated. Didn't you say he was one of your favorite artists when we defeat top five artists or whatever? Mm, I don't know if he was up there, but yeah, maybe. I forgot who you said, and I met him like a month after we did that show. Shut up. And I was like, I was like, oh, my, my podcast partner, Lucy, is one of his top five. He goes, oh, you, you listed as one of your top five? I was like, no, my partner. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave him a business card. I'm like, you should listen to our episode. Ass. I think it's Bagley. Or, I don't remember. I think. And is this another Jim Lee one? Is number 34 another Jim Lee? 34? Let me see. Female X-Men? It looks like... Or or it could be Sylvester, but it looks Jim Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to see... Yeah, that's a good comic show. Your your top 10 comic book artists and writers. How about that? As an episode? Nah, that's an IG post. Oh, yeah, because we did our top five. Yeah, we did. We should go back and do five more. (laughs) 46 is a pretty cool cover. Batman, Robin, and Azrael. You know the the cover that that I think, I think like I I like the even though Wetworks was a sucky book I I like that cover for some reason. Wiles. Yeah. The fifteenth. Well, well, yeah. It's cool. It's a cool concept, but the story was just bad. No, I'm looking at Wizard Fifty Seven. It's freaking heroes. We we Layfield and. Oh, dude! What was the name of that that magazine? It was like Wizard, but it wasn't. It was like Hero Incorporated or Hero. There was like another like wizard knockoff magazine. I want to say it was like Hero Illustrated. Does that sound right? To look this one up. That might have been out before. Because remember, uh, Comic Shop News was like the newspaper one we got for free. We bought comics. Like, wait, I'm looking this up. Yeah, Hero. That's right. Hero, Hero Illustrated. They came out in the mid '90s. Hero Illustrated. Did you ever buy it? Yeah, because <laughs> it reminded me of the wizard. Like, was it just like Wizard? You know, dude, it, it reminded me a lot like Wizard, but I could not tell you anything about it that was really special about it, other than it was just another comic book magazine that I bought. I don't remember this at all. Here, yeah, here, they started in 93, and they ended two years later in 95. Yeah, well, they weren't getting the big artist, I don't think, not like Wizard. Right, yeah, yeah. Hero Illustrated. Okay, hey, what's up with Mom Basement Collectibles? Uh, same stuff, just, you know, I kind of switched to doing a week of one title, like, I think I started last week or two weeks ago. I did a week of Amazing Spider-Mans. Okay. And this, this week I'm doing a week of uh, Avengers. Now I'll go in and out of volumes, meaning you know, like I, I think my first issue was Avengers Volume Three, Number One, on Monday, which was the uh, Perez and Busick, which was a great run, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just been focusing on Volume One. Last two days, uh, we'll see what happens the next two days. And then I have I forgot what series I picked for next week, but I picked another series for next week. So, listeners, go to Mom's Basement Collectibles, check out Jonathan's post today, Avengers number 276. I I love this storyline, it is so badass. Oh, it's one of the best, yeah. It is so freaking good. What Roger Stern wrote it, right? Yeah, and I think it's John Busemia. uh huh. This book Who's, is so freaking good. Well, is this the beginning of the storyline? This one? Do you remember? No, that's 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 uh, the the info I looked up said it was uh, number seven, of, part seven of eight, which I don't remember being eight. 
Yeah. Um, well, it depends. It depends where you start it. I mean, the actual. I, I mean, the actual like infiltration of the man. Well, basically, the story is called Under Siege, and it's when. But the the, 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 let, let people figure that one out. Read the. Go to Jonathan's yeah. thing. Check out the cover and go buy that book. The storyline is mind blowing. It's such a cool ass. It's, it's a really good storyline. It is. It's such a badass story. I love that story. Good. You know what's a good one. story? And I posted the second part of it the other day. It's it's when uh, Spider Man fights Fire Lord. Oh yeah. It's such. It's a two issues. It's two issues and amazing. And I think they allude to it in an issue of Avengers. Like Spider Man's on the cover. Yeah. But I don't know that that issue of Avengers really deals with it. Because if, if if you read the, well, I don't want to give it away, but that I forgot what it is. Go to Miles' face, Michael. You'll see what it is. <laughs> Spider-Man one is only two. Isn't that the storyline where, like, you see Spider-Man, and then like in the very very background, you can see like Thor's hammer flying through the air because of another battle going on at the same time. Oh, that's um, that's Demon Storm. That was uh, that's dude. This is why I loved my early Marvel comics. One of the first issues of Avengers I got. Probably his first or second ever in my life was 250, I think. Okay. Or 249 or something. But it was um, it, it says it has it has all the Avengers on the cover, and I think if there are other Marvel heroes, I don't remember. But it it talks about the the cask of ancient winters being open, which was a a, a a Thor thing, you know, like Loki, whatever. What was he? What kind of elf was he? Frost giants or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was like. In the front, and I think they even—I don't know if it was in one of the movies—but the cask is basically you open it up, and like winter just takes over the planet. So someone comes to Earth and, and opens it up, and then these demons, like these Asgardian—well, not Asgardian, but whatever—these those realms, these demons, like invade Earth, and all the New York heroes have to fight them. And it happens in the Avengers book. Um, and there's um, all the New York heroes fight them, but in like the same that same month. In the Amazing Spider-Man, he's kind of like, maybe he's finishing up his adventure and he's like, he's swinging and you might see Thor's hammer fly by him. He's like, what, what's going on? He's like, oh, it's so weird. It's snowing in July. And then you see Thor's hammer and he's like, oh my God. And then I, I'm pretty sure he's in that Avengers that issue too. Was Jim awesome. Shooter the editor-in-chief at that time? I believe so. See, I love that. I, I remember when you told me that, I, I was in love. Like, oh, now that's cool. It was that- very much organic crossing over and yeah. stuff like that because even that. so at the end of should i tell the final story or should i let him read it uh well i'll just say this at the end of, <laughs> of the two spider-man issues that take place it's spider-man fighting fire lord and the two issues and it takes place in amazing spider-man you know at the, the number end of it, um at the end of it the avengers show up and it's very organic it's not you know they're on the cover but it's not like this special issue and then there's a, I don't know if it's the same month, but there's a, there's an Avengers issue where Spider-Man's on the cover and it alludes to that scene. So it's kind of like you see the scene from both their angles. I love that. That is yeah. so cool. So the, uh, what am I looking up? All right. So the Avengers issue, uh, I post is 276. So you figure like 269 to 277 was the story. The awesome story, mm-hmm. and then Avengers two forty eight and two forty nine might be the one of the ancient winters, and then the Spider Man. Oh, X Men. Durr, I did X Men. So I did Amazing Spider Man two weeks ago. I did Uncanny X Men last week. Amazing Spider Man is two six nine two seventy. Cool. Yep. Cool. Yeah, check it out. 
check it out. Do it. What's up with Dr. Indiana Jones? Uh, well, I'm done. <laughs> I've been done with it. I think there's only two more scenes left. Two more scenes. So, yeah, this Monday, then following Monday. Then usually I ended up with, you know, movie credits and then people that kind of contributed to it. So eh, about four more weeks of posting and stuff. But, yeah, I'm all done. <laughs> I, I haven't really looked at it. And then right now I'm in the phase of what do I do next? Uh, I had the idea of like redoing Raiders and getting people to help, and then and I got this other idea like, oh man, what if I just did my own thing? And have Indiana Jones meets up with like Captain America back in World War Two? I mean, or like an indie short round adventure? I mean, all these things are cool, but I I don't do voiceovers, so I don't know how to pull this one off. So yeah, so that's basically it. So what happens when this is all done? Who knows? But it, it's there. I will say this, and I show I, I showed Jonathan this uh, over the weekend. I bought a three D printer, and I've been I've been a printing fool these last yeah, couple of days. <laughs> so I've been showcasing some things like that on the IG account, but you know that's more of a Indiana Jones. Wait, Doctor Indiana Jones Junior is where it all is at but the movie stuff yeah coming to an end pretty soon like i said two weeks two or three weeks or so and then take a little break and then 2021 uh we'll see what happens next dude when are we going to see our judge of classified weapons oh well that's easy that that i i think i nailed it i i think i think i just got i got new film have you made some right uh, no, I, I made the jump jetpack, which I showed you, which is very oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was so I couldn't. I, I printed it out. I said, I can't believe I'm making toys. <laughs> it's <was> amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was very very cool. Yeah, the weapon should be a piece of cake. You know, it's just a matter of doing it and getting the right color filament for it. But it's 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 it, heck of fun. There's a big learning curve because I don't have a high end one, so it's like I have to do like a lot of manual fine tuning, like a lot of manual fine tuning. Whereas a high-end one, you just, you know, put the file and press print and presto, you got it. So uh, I'm learning my, my machine. All right. So that's, that's my good. best hobby. Dude, that was fun. That was really yeah, fun. Man. Wizard. Wizard Magazine. The comic magazine. <laughs> Find us on Facebook, Nerdemy Podcast, Instagram, Nerdemy, YouTube. Dude, I put like, what was it, like three videos in a row, I think? Yeah, I know. Recently? I'm sorry, dude. I got to get back on that horse. Come on, man. Do I'm just, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Why don't you showcase, like, it doesn't have to be box open. Just show show what you got, man. I mean, your your collection is very impressive. My collection is overwhelming me. I'm trying, <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to do something with them. I don't even know what to do with them. But, but, but put it online, like, uh, YouTube that stuff, or, or you know. Dude, I'm, I'm selling stuff on eBay, but... I'll sell like three things in a week and I'll buy five new things. <laughs> I'm like, dang, I can't get out from others. And then even my 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 Marvel Legends and my Star Wars Black series, I'm like, I gotta stop, I gotta stop, I'm going but they're just putting out such wonderful toys. <laughs> they are. I am not gonna lie that this Black Series stuff, the detail on these things is it's mind boggling. Yeah, man. Mind boggling. Like I got dark. I bought dark gray. I hate those movies, but dark gray looks so good. Oh, they made a dark gray uh, one. They made a dark. Yeah, of course they. Look, if you if your foot's on the screen for a second, they're gonna make your foot. Well, okay. Well, how, where is the the uh, what's his name Poe figure from the last movie? They didn't make him yet. Oh, they didn't make. They didn't. Dude, they didn't, they did. I don't think they did any Rise of Skywalker. It, well, they did dark gray. Oh, I just lied about that. But. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, they really scaled down because they weren't selling because peg warmers are Rogue One didn't sell like um, Last Skywalker or whatever it's called, Next Skywalker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Last Jedi. It's all like Rose Tico was on the shelf for years. Wow. And so is uh, Hondo. No, what's her name? Holdo. Mm-hmm. Hondo, I can't find. Hondo's a Clone Wars guy and I can't find him. Or a Rebels guy and I can't find him. So yeah, none of the so, new, none of the new movie figures are doing well. Is what you're uh, the Mandalorian's doing well. Which Mandalorian do you have? The, the original one from last year? Yeah, just you didn't the get first the best one. Car? No, you know why I do? Because you know what's going to happen next season? He's going to have new armor. So I'm, I'm waiting. Oh. I'm waiting for he he's fully fleshed out and he's got that stupid thing on the side of his head, like Boba Fett. Yeah. You know, once he gets that and he's got his all armor, okay, I'll, I'll buy that figure. But come on, man. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so Mandalorian's doing well. What was the name of the, the, the was he the mayor? That guy? The Magistrate? Is that the guy from episode one? I mean, uh, episode one of this season? Oh, the From uh, the Mandalorian? The Marshall. The Marshall. He looks cool. I, I think I'd buy that if they made that figure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're going to make that. I'm sure they're going to make another Ahsoka because um, Ahsoka's very popular. They put out two Ahsokas right this year. They put out a. A reissue of the one from Rebels and the one from later in the Clone Wars. Um, oh, dude, I, just... I, I bought a <laughs> I bought a Black Series figure recently. I bought a Princess Leia, Return of the Jedi, Endor. Oh, did you? I did, and I couldn't. I was like, "Why did I buy this?" Because you had hands. No, I bought it because <laughs> when, when you look at the figure and she's not wearing her little poncho thing. Dude, that's Marion from Raiders of the Lost Ark when she's in the tavern. It's the oh, same God. color scheme. <laughs> that's why I bought it. So funny. I'm so stupid. Wasted nine, 19 bucks. <laughs> Tough ways if you use it. That's true. All right, dude, let's wrap this up. Anything right. else? I don't know. All right. Till next time. Oh, yeah, I do have something else. Oh. I need a new catchphrase. Oh. Okay. I don't want to do Martha anymore. Martha's very much dated now. I mean, that movie's what five, six years old. You want me? Hey, how about I'll, I'll put that in, a, in an IG post. What is Jonathan, my new catchphrase? Yeah, what can Jonathan's new catch uh, ending catchphrase be? How about that? You want to leave or, it to the people? Well, should we give them choices or? Oh, you can. You have, you have ideas. I don't. Well, we can leave Martha <laughs> up as one of them. And yeah, then, that's uh, old. I don't think people are going to get that anymore. <laughs> No, it's up to I you. Could, I, I could do the Captain America Avengers. Assemble. <laughs> I get the chill still from that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's just, you know what? Why don't you throw up uh, Should Jonathan Keep His Catchphrase Martha? Okay. Because even I think even you were like, what is that? I was like, what do you mean, what is that? <laughs> it's your thing. All right. All right, let's end it for real now. All right. Till next time. Martha! Snyder Cut. Peace. Peace.